There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi. It's more popular than being French. See you in there. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. Uh, shortly, we're going to welcome in Brad Thomas, talk about the Honda Classic. Then Drew and I will go through some NBA futures, uh, divisional conference prices, and then the key awards. Quietly big day in sport yesterday, Drew. Uh, Liverpool <laughs> jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. Uh, they won a thousand on the money line and then promptly gave up five goals without reply at home. I tracked Frankfurt. Lost 2 nothing to Napoli, despite uh, my man Kavica Kadachkvelia uh, missing a penalty, the, the best name in global sports. Um, That's a good name. So, yeah, a fair bit going on, even without the NBA. But uh, how did your bets go yesterday? Uh, a big old mm, big old uh, goose egg for me in the uh, college basketball space and uh, a no result in the tennis world as my uh, my two Rio de Janeiro got pushed due to rain, as is tradition in Rio de Janeiro. Um, and yeah, I'm ready for this, our long national nightmare to be over. Bring back the NBA. Uh, can't come soon enough here. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, that, today's going well so far. Uh, got a little uh, Iga Sviantec uh, hand Handicap in the under home. I'm not sure if you saw, but she played uh, the great Ludmilla Samsonova uh, over in uh, Dubai this morning. Uh, not sure you saw the result. 6160. Uh, this uh-huh. is uh, now a trend. Uh, Iga winning uh, matches without really breaking a sweat. Uh, seems like uh, the rest of the women's tour has a problem on their hands for the rest of the spring. Um, and uh, yeah, this one. Yeah, she probably was a little disappointed. The match took an hour and 17 minutes. She's, she's been keeping these under an hour. Um, so she's probably going to do a little extra reps to get uh, get to get her you know practice time up and uh, and sharpen her sharpen her uh, uh, her attack a little bit. I was hopeful we were going to see Iga versus Sabalenka uh, in the uh, final here. But Sabalenka right now struggling with the great Yelena Ostapenko. Yeah, Ostapenko uh, suddenly has found a lot of form. Uh, I'm off Samsung, Drew. I'm off her. Uh, <laughs> Not that there's any real shame losing to Shiantek's love and one these days because uh, that's what she does to Everybody's everyone. doing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's welcome in Brad Thomas. Brad, I think the last time I saw you, uh, you were pulling out a travel tripod uh, at midnight <laughs> in Las Vegas by a blackjack table to take selfies of the table. <laughs> uh, and so from that let's talk about some golf uh let's handicap the honda classic firstly brad what do we need to know about the course man pga nationals the most difficult course 
that's a non-major course. There's a ton of water, and specifically, there's a ton of water on half the holes that immediately impact your if you miss to the right. So that basically means you want to kind of avoid those guys who are not accurate off the tee or guys who cut the ball, play those fades, because they're generally the guys who find trouble. There's bunkers, a ton of bunkers here. This course is so hard to the fact where if you see someone leading on moving day or even heading into Sunday, it's not a bad idea to consider betting someone behind them who might be striking the ball very well that week. There's so many come from behind victories just because you're bound to hit it in the water. You're bound to get bogeys. You're bound to get those big scores. It's just you want to limit those scores. Um, This is probably one of my favorite courses to actually go and watch just because as a guy who, you know, only lives three hours away, it's like major conditions. So you get to see some of that major like golf without having to, number one, break the bank or travel too far. No, that's cool. So expecting a score maybe in the uh, the low, you know, the the high single digits, low double digits, yes. probably what it takes to win here. Uh, field relatively weak, uh, which makes sense because you had, you know, coming off back to back elevated events, twenty million dollar purses. We have two more twenty million dollar plus purses coming up with the uh, Bay Hill next week, and then uh, the players following. Um, in a weaker field like this, it definitely opens the door for some of the mid, you know, mid tier and the long shot players. Last year, we saw Sepp Strzok come through uh, and uh, in surprising fashion. Uh, and so far this week, all of the sharp action I'm seeing are uh, is on guys down the board. I've seen some pretty heavy bets on Denny McCarthy. Uh, I've seen some Adam Svensson, Thomas Detry getting some money, uh, Ben Griffin getting some bets, and Garrett Hago getting some bets. Any of those five guys really speak to you as far as uh, realistic contenders here and uh, you know, do you think that the top of the board is, you know, some names that you want to take some shots on? Yeah. So first let's talk about like long shot. The, the, the term is so relative, especially versus the field and pricing. Like last year, if we would be looking at long shots, they probably would have been like 60, 70 to one. But with this field, a long shot can really be 30 to one. And we've seen that, especially with a lot of the big name guys moving over to the other tour. I will say this. I am a Thomas Dietrich truther. I've probably bet him more times to win and finish inside the top 20 than anybody who handicaps the PGA and in those Euro crossovers. But I'm actually thinking that I, I love Denny McCarthy this week, right? And he's not really a long shot at 28 to one, but in two out of the three tournaments, you saw massive, massive weekend runs. And at this tournament, what you need to do well is you need to ball strike and you need to putt. While he might not be the best ball striker, he is hands down the best putter in the field. And if you can get hot on these Bermuda greens, you can start rolling in some birdies because you want to get as many birdie opportunities as you can at a course that's going to absolutely take away some bogeys. And let's talk about another long shot that I like. And I'm going to give you two, and I'll give you two reasons. They're kind of different profiles. Hayden Buckley. Hayden Buckley leads the field in uh, off the tee numbers. And he actually leads the field in avoiding drives to the right. He's probably the most precise driver off the tee. And then Ben Griffin leads the field in ball striking, probably the best ball striker, especially the best ball striking rookie. They're both 55 to one. And in this field, like we saw Seb Stryko in last year, right? Seb Stryko come in with absolute horrendous form. He had missed a ton of cuts and he kind of like, I, I hate to use this phrase, but kind of luck boxed his way into a victory because I was all over Shane Lowry. It was my biggest bet of the week. I had, I was working, I was working the tournament. I literally drove 
from Miami that morning back to my house as fast as I could so I could watch Shane Lowry's entire round. Shane Lowry's playing brilliant golf. And for some reason, the weather gods make it rain for five total minutes to totally derail Shane Lowry's round. And Sepp Straka goes on to win because, you know, his drive's in the middle of fairway. He doesn't have to deal with these crazy Florida rains that just come out of nowhere. But it's going to be a fun tournament despite, you know, not having some of the biggest names in there. And I think that we can extract a lot of value betting live. Brad, uh, speaking of Shane Lowry, let's talk about a couple of the favorites. Sungjae Im is 10 to 1 and the favorite for the tournament. Shane Lowry, second favorite at 16 to 1. By the way, quick aside, when I was flying back from our Vegas trip, Brad, um, the airline uh, asked two men to come to the desk. And the two names that they said, they asked uh, Jason Garrett and Sungjae Im to please come to the desk. But that's wow. To be, to be hanging out. And uh, two men really went to the desk and I can confirm they weren't Jason Garrett or Sungjae Im. Well, they, they probably were, but not the ones that were there. <laughs> Anyway, these two favorites, uh, any of the two that you prefer? Uh, and do you think that any is value at their current prices? Sung JM going off at 10 to 1 feels almost criminal, right? Like we think about how hot John Rahm has been. His last two wins, he went off at 8.5 to 1 and 9.5 to 1. So you're telling me a guy in Sung JM who's only won twice on the tour, albeit one of them being the Honda Classic, is going to go off at 10 to 1. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Shane Lowry being 16 to 1 is also ridiculous as well. But if you guys are in the market and you guys have a, an available DraftKings boost, it boosts the odds up to plus 300. I think Shane, Shane Lowry at 20 to 1, 19 to 1 is a fantastic price. He's a great ball striker, but he can also play very, very well off the tee. For those who don't know, I keep saying this word ball striking, and it's kind of confusing and misleading. So I'm going to explain it briefly. Ball striking is a combination of total driving with greens and regulation hit. So you're going to see a lot of correlated stats, guys who are really good off the tee and guys who gain a ton of strokes on approach. So generally, you're good ball strikers. And Shane Lowry is exactly that. And at 19 to 1, for a guy who should have won this tournament last year in an easier field, I think that's a price that I can't, that I can't pass up. So basically, Brad, is there anyone that you think who may not win the tournament, but you like the price to finish in the top 20? Yeah, so with tournaments like this, top 20 becomes a little bit more difficult, right? Because it's not because of the field. It's because how difficult the course is. For me, I was going to bet on Svensson at the Open. And with traveling back from Las Vegas, I literally missed that window by probably an hour where he was 60 to 1 and then got hammered all the way down to 35 to 1. I cannot, in my right mind, lose $30 worth of value on somebody and bet them. But I certainly can bet him top Bet him top 20. Uh, he, he's he's uh, plus 150 to finish inside the top 20. He's coming off a T9 at the Genesis last week. And I was following him on Thursday and Friday. He played absolutely brilliant. Then when I followed him on Saturday, he was horrendous. I think that he's a much better golfer today than he was last year. So if any guy at this course can have a 68 and a 65 in back-to-back rounds at the Honda Classic, all he needs to do is put three of those together because four – under par is pretty much impossible at this course. I think he finishes inside the top 20. Okay. Adam Svensson, there it is. All right, Brad, uh, people can follow you at Mr. Brad Thomas on Twitter. Uh, can you tell people what you're working on this week? Yeah, this week. So, of course, we're going to have the NBC Soccer Pub. But this is a fun week for videos and, and placement bets. So I'm going to try to find something a little funky this week for the uh, PGA National because I told you I don't love the placement market. But I'm going to find a guy who's going to have like 
plus 500 top 10 odds. And I will post that out on the NBC Sports Edge website. Okay, there it is. Thanks again, Brad. We'll speak to you soon. All right, Thank before you. we jump into the association, uh, every season is draft season, Drew. Get your RotoWorld Draft Guide bundle today and dominate your football, baseball, and basketball drafts packed with profiles, rankings, projections. Order today and get all three RotoWorld Draft Guides for the price of two, plus use promo code BUNDLE5 and save an extra $5 at checkout. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. All right, 
America's nightmare is almost over. The NBA returns tomorrow. So a good time to jump into some of these futures markets. Let's start off talking some of the divisions. Now, there's not much meat on the bone with most of these, though I think there are still a few bets to be made. The Atlantic division, the Celtics are heavy favorites. They're minus 1,800 effectively. The Sixers are 10 to 1, uh, and then the Nets are 100 to 1. Uh, they're not going to win the division. Uh, the Sixers, I would like if they didn't have the hardest schedule remaining in the league. And it's not just that the teams they play are the most difficult, but also they've got an absurd amount of back-to-backs coming up too. Yeah. Uh, so that makes them a no-bet for me. But what do you think of the Sixers at 10-1? Yeah, can't get involved there. Uh, not in a good enough price. And like you said, schedule's too tough. And uh, it's too tough in terms of opponents they face as well as uh, the way that the, um, the schedule breaks. So I'm going to pass on that one. Although... You have to love the way that they're playing lately. If that team stays healthy, um, they're going to be a good bet, uh, you know, against some of the elite teams as they come down the stretch here. I agree with that. Though I do think that the last game they played before the break, the nationally televised game against the Cavs, was kind of the quintessential Sixers game where they get up, what, 30 at one point and look like the best team in the league and then just absolutely bottle it. Uh, and all of yep. a sudden the Cavs are within, what, three, four points late. Uh, and you're just wondering how on earth has this happened again. Ultimately, they close it out. But there's just something slightly off about the Sixers, but uh, you have to believe in their talent. Uh, let's talk about the Central Division. The Bucks are minus 1,000. The Cavs, the only other team in the mix, at plus 500. Now, the issue here is just that, I mean, look, the Cavs have a really easy schedule. The Bucks have a slightly uh, above average difficulty of schedule. But at the same time, the Cavs are six games back and Giannis doesn't look like he's going to miss a significant amount of time. So again, I don't really think there's any meat on the bone for the Cavs at five to one. Uh, I did get involved in this one. And maybe okay. I'm just I maybe and this is again like the the all star break is is curdling my brain and I'm just looking for a bet because there hasn't been any game by game for NBA, um, but uh, I'm I'm in on the Cavs at five to one. I think they realistically should be priced a little bit shorter than that. Uh, and uh, you know some of the advanced models will tell you that the Bucks at full strength are you know minus thousand is a bettable price. Um, but uh, I think ultimately the the degree of difficulty in terms of opponent is meaningful, but even much more than that, the Bucks have some scheduled losses coming up in terms of back-to-back against really tough opponents. Um, you know, Giannis, the question marks about when exactly he returns, the fact that they have yet to kind of give us a, uh, an expected date, I think matters. Um, and, uh, you know, Bucks potentially sliding out of the, uh, the two seed would not surprise me at all. So uh, Cavs, if they can put together some winning basketball down the stretch, I think could flip the Bucks uh, tied 2-2 in the season series. So they're going to need some of the tiebreakers to break their way because um, I could see them finishing with real, you know, with the equal records. But, um, you know, Cavs, I think, are going to close this, uh, close this gap pretty appreciably as the uh, Bucks go through the remainder of their schedule. The one thing there is that even though they are tied 2-2, Cleveland right now have got the better record in the division. And if you think they're going to make up six losses in the loss column, then they're almost certainly going to finish with a better division record, which would be the second tiebreak. So they almost certainly will win the tiebreak against Milwaukee, which is key. I think it's just it's all about Giannis's health. If he's out, I mean, we just don't know anything. The reporting is so strange. It's very um, all over the place, uh, noting that it's a... Uh, it's a sprained wrist ligament, but he's going to play when the swelling goes down. Like a sprain is a tear. Um, and I don't know if that means, but he, he could be back next game. He could be out two and a half weeks. Just got no idea uh, on that front. And 
there is another way to uh, to bet the Cavs as well, which uh, which we'll get to in the last segment. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about the suddenly more interesting Southeast Division after what happened. Nate McMillan being let go. The Heat are still minus three hundred favorites. The Hawks are plus two seventy five. The Wizards are twelve to one. It feels like the Wizards have been twelve to one to win this division uh, for every day of the past five seasons. It's um, just a twelve to one to win a bad division type of team. Uh, the Hawks right now, I mean, they're three games back of the Heat, which you don't love. But this Hawks team all season, I feel like, has clearly underperformed its talent level. Um, they're healthy. And I think that they do have a run of sorts in them. But at the same time, it is a fairly material gap. Um, any interest in the Hawks at plus 275? I'm out on the Hawks in basically every way you can be. <laughs> I'm not a, not a Trey Young guy, not, a, uh, not, not exactly understanding how this roster was, com- you know, was, was put together. Um, you know, clearly, there's some issues with age and performance of some of the key players, uh, you know, injury questions about the heat and in a normal season i would be looking for any way to, to take advantage of that but um the heat just find ways to win against these uh you know pretty pretty soft schedule here whereas the hawks have found ways to lose um so not not gonna not gonna get involved with the hawks even at plus 320 which you know this is a more manageable gap surely than cleveland uh, i just don't see enough of a, a two-way action here right atlanta's gonna drop some games that they should otherwise win uh, that's just sort of their nature. Um, and right now my model says the most likely outcome is the Hawks finish in the ninth. The second most likely outcome is they finish eighth. Uh, and I give them a little under 10% chance to win the Southeast. Okay. Looks like points, but uh, drifted the Hawks price after McMillan uh, was like go to plus 320, which I'm not sure I agree with entirely, but yeah, they are uh, an exceedingly uninspiring team. Uh, there are more inspiring teams, though, in the Pacific Division, which I think is the division uh, in which there is a bet to make. And the reason why is that the Suns are minus 145, and I don't think they should be because we don't know when Kevin Durant is coming back. Even when Kevin Durant does come back, the team's got no depth uh, at all. I think this is a team that's much better suited for the playoffs than uh, a regular season run. Uh, the Clippers are plus 240. The Kings are plus 450. The Warriors, 20 to 1. Steph, still no timetable around him. And then the Lakers are 66 to 1, and they're not going to win the Pacific Division. But I think the bet to make here, which you might not like, Drew, but uh, the Clippers <laughs> are plus 240. Yeah. They're ahead of the Suns in the standings right now. They just beat Phoenix uh, heading into the All Star break. And the key here is just that Kawhi Leonard is back. He's been averaging 28 a game over his past 17. He's playing big minutes. He's not sitting games nearly as much. He's played 17 of the past 20 games. And he just looks like Kawhi Leonard, again, the same guy he was uh, before the injury. Uh, and I think that that, uh, with their addition, we can talk about Westbrook. But I think the Clippers are plus 240 uh, are the bet, is the bet to make. What do you think? Are you saying that in a vacuum, or do you say that as someone who bet the Suns right before Kevin Durant got traded there? Because <laughs> that's where I'm at, and I'm thinking about defense right now. Because when that you know that trade happened, the Suns reopened in like the minus two hundred ish range, uh, and I was like, "Oh baby, look at all that equity!" But uh, now it's kind of coming back to earth here. The Clippers beating the Suns obviously on the eve of the All Star break didn't wasn't great, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean this is. Uh, 
this I think is going to be pretty competitive down the stretch between those two teams. Uh, and you know, if there's any growing pains integrating Durant, uh, and oh by the way, do we know exactly when Durant will be back? Um, you know, these are still huge questions. So. Um, yeah, that's I guess my key key angle is: Are you betting the Clippers in a vacuum, or is it uh, playing defense on a Suns position? No, I think it's just the good bet in isolation. I'm not sure why the Clippers are materially less likely to win the division than the Suns. Just the rest of the way, uh, the Clippers have more depth. I mean, Westbrook is complicated, but I think the key thing for the regular season, at least, is that Russell Westbrook is better at basketball than Bones Highland. And Bones Highland was in the rotation. He was playing minutes. Westbrook's a better player. Uh, I think that the problem is, and I would be much more in on the Westbrook move had they not, um, without the Mason Plumley trade, because now they're going to have sure. two bigs on the court. And I think that Westbrook, if they were going five out more, before they got Plumley and they were playing Batum at center, Covington at center. Then I think Westbrook is actually useful because he's one of the few guys on the team who can actually drive, penetrate. He's still a great passer. He's playing better defensively this year than he has in years past. But if you're playing Westbrook tied to Zubach or tied to Plumley, then it just it creates the same problems that he had on the Lakers. But at the same time, I don't think it's destructive enough to to ruin that team over the course of the regular season certainly uh so yeah i think the clippers are the play here the kings are one to monitor i think that they have a penalty tax on their price because of their logo and their name i'm not sure if they were just like um the minnesota timberwolves or whatever i'm not sure that they would be plus 450 um just given their spot in the standings not that the Timberwolves are a bastion of a well-run organization, but uh, at least they made the playoff last year already. So the Kings are probably one to monitor at plus 450. I think that's probably an okay price to bet at the moment, but um, certainly it's the type of thing where if the Kings lose two in a row, the market might drift them out to plus 800, um, yeah. which would be yeah. a little bit silly. Any belief we're from all, the Kings? No, but we're all kind of waiting for that. <laughs> like we're all kind of expecting that that's going to come at any point uh, a team that has overachieved its expectation to this point in the season uh, largely based on health um, you know it's, uh, you expect a little bit of a, a shoot to drop at some point as their kind of competition is rounding into uh, playoff form um, so yeah I mean we could be looking past them I give the Kings let me look at my numbers uh, just under 20% chance to win this division which is tells you more about my rating of the Kings as a team probably than it does uh, you know anything about their schedule or their makeup um, I'm a little over 50% for the Suns and that's banking in an expectation that uh, Kevin Durant comes back in early March. Um, and then uh, the remainder of my win probability is going to the Clippers, which is uh, a little under 30%. Yep. That makes sense to me. All right. Last division, uh, the Southwest division, the Grizzlies are minus 500. The Mavs are plus 330. Pelicans are 20 to one. Uh, I think the Grizzlies might be the bet at minus 500. Honestly, I think that's yeah. decent enough. Parlay fodder. I mean, they've got a pretty handy lead. Uh, seven up in the loss column over the Mavs, and they probably project as the better team going forward as well. Uh, both these teams have got really easy schedules. I think people are sleeping on Memphis a little bit overall. Uh, they've yeah. been very uninspiring the past month or so. I think that they are still going to be heard from in the West. Yeah, no bet on the Mavs for me at, uh, at the current price. I make the Grizzlies almost 99% chance to win this division. So, yeah, 500 looks good. <laughs> it's, you're not locking it up for very long, but 
um yeah if you uh yeah that's a good good like you i think the way you framed it is fair that's a good kind of parlay cornerstone uh especially if you're going to try to get down or or try to like boost uh some of the award market stuff that might be plus ev yep i like it all right reminder to download the roto world app to receive breaking player news all season long stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster get the latest injury updates player news and much more delivered right to your phone it's available in the app store today all right, let's close out by talking three of the awards markets. Start with Coach of the Year. Joe Mazzula is favorite, plus 160. It's a little bit short mm. for my liking. Mike Brown, plus 200. Uh, Michael Malone, plus 300. Jack Vaughn, 6-1. to one. Jenkins, 8-1. to one. He's not going to win. Doc Rivers isn't going to win either, I suspect, at 10-1. to one. And then my favorite bet on the board is JB Bickerstaff at uh, 11-1 to one on points bet. There are some bigger prices about, though. Uh I'll give the case for Bickerstaff in a second, but what do you think of this market, Drew? I am defending a 50-1 to 1 position on Mike Brown, so I don't think that's going to win, and I am trying to find best price available on guys that I think realistically have a shot. Um, I don't think that sort of that second tier is priced correctly. Um People have, you know, I don't think Malone, Jenkins, Rivers realistically have a shot, basically. I think this comes down to Missoula Brown and or a long shot uh, kind of emerging from uh, from the depths as, you know, sort of the sharper minds and the, you know, the, the, the lead voices, the influencers in the uh, in the awards betting market start to really push hard for some candidate. It could be Dagano uh, if the, um, you know, if the, if the Thunder make a, uh, a play in spot, surely he's going to be talked about. Uh, could be Thibodeau again, although having won the award recently, he's probably not going to get as much shine unless they creep all the way up to the four seed, which seems unlikely. So uh, that leaves us with Bickerstaff as a potential long shot candidate. And I agree with you, the price at 11 to 1 is not good enough, but there are better prices out there. Yes. I think with Bickerstaff, the, the case is, is, one, they've got with they've got a really easy schedule the rest of the way, so they've got a good chance to get to the three seed, if not the two seed. Uh, they've got the number one defense right now, and the key thing with that is that with this award across any sport, you need to be able to point to the coaching that is being done. That's why it's so hard to make a case for Michael Malone because, like, what does he really do outside of have Nikola Jokic on his team and the team sucks every year when Jokic is on the bench? <laughs> Yes, they play hard. They seem to have a good team spirit and culture, but I think that is not going to be a winning coach of the year case unless he runs away with the best record in the league and there's no one else. With bigger stuff, there's a very easy thing to point to, which is that he's gotten Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert and Darius Garland to all play defense to the level where right now they're the number one defense. And also, I think the thing with this is, is that in coach of the year, you get latent respect and credit for what you've done in years past. We saw that with Monty Williams last year uh, when he probably should have won the year prior over Tom Thibodeau. Uh, And then, I mean, JB Bickerstaff, the Cavs' win total last year was like 26 and a half, and I think they won 44 games. uh, And he didn't even finish top three in coach of the year. So I think he'll get latent credit for that. And in a weak field, I think that he's very live if he's top three seed, number one defense, um, and they finish on a bit of a tear, which I suspect they will with their schedule. Uh, You mentioned Mark Dagonal. He's the other guy who I think is somewhat appetizing at the current price just because I think if they get a six seed, that's close to auto win um, for Dagonal. Some chance as well as a seven. Um, But yeah, I think that they've got a very easy schedule as well. So I think that those are the two bets to be made, uh, bigger stuff and Dagonal. 
let's uh let's talk six man of the year very wonky market uh i think we've gone from one uh violently mispriced favorite in russell westbrook to another violently mispriced favorite in malcolm brogdon uh who is minus 170 right now norm powell is plus 350 tyrese maxi four to one uh westbrook plus 650 uh i'm not sure i'd bet him at 100 to one honestly uh and then matherin's not going to win christian wood 60 to one painful player to watch if you have a bet on him <laughs> no, he does have a fair bit of upside and the wager that i would approach this market is in terms of why brogdon shouldn't be this heavily favored is why does he have a materially better case than bobby portis who's 100 to one Portis is averaging 14 and 10. He's about to come back from his injury. Brogdon's averaging 14 and 3.7 assists. Brogdon's shooting efficiency is slightly better. Portis's advanced stats on off is slightly better. Um, the Celtics are a half game up on the Bucks for the one seed. Like I don't really see that much difference between those two guys, which makes me think that Brogdon should not be minus 170. But what's your handicap of this one? I think you're correct, and honestly, the only the only uh, kind of seasoning I can add to that is that the violent mispricing that's going on. Obviously, uh, somebody um, has given the bookmakers PTSD for the Tyler Hero situation last year. They figure that like somebody's going to run away with this award at some point, and they're going to get caught holding the bag on a bunch of uh, you know just insane prices. But uh, yeah, it, it I I don't see it with Brogdon at all. Uh, I'm sticking with my guns here on Tyrese Maxey being the guy. Uh, it's you know he's going to need to continue to make meaningful contributions for the Sixers to realize anything this regular season. As we kind of laid out, their schedule's tough. They're going to have to um, you know they're going to have to continue to perform well. And uh, as you kind of laid it out, I think a couple weeks ago, you were basically betting on the Sixers' core staying healthy. And it looks like at least to this point, uh, that is you know as you, we're very close to the finish line with that. Uh, kind of thesis. Um, so Tyrex Maxi qualifies here sh- coming up in, in short order. Uh, and at that point, uh, I think he's going to be your favorite. Yep, I agree there. I think Maxi at plus 400 is a bet. I think Norm Powell at plus 350 is a bet as well. And then I think Christian Wood at 60 to 1 and B. Portis at 100 to 1 are both worth small bets too, just because it's a wide open field and those guys can theoretically make a run. There's just a lot of value on the board because Brogdon is gobbling up far uh, too much. All right, we're going to get out of here, so we'll save Defensive Player of the Year for another day. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks, everyone, watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. From Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick, we'll see you soon. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. <gasps> it's Jean foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away. Throw our last Crunch Berry. No! No one steals my Crunch Berries. I think you mean my Crunch Berries. Choose your own Crunch Venture with Captain Crunch. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.